This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Welcome to the Edit Your Life podcast. I'm Christine Coe. And I'm Asha Dornfest, and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. We share practical ways to declutter your home schedule and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. And we believe that baby steps are the key to getting there. Good morning, Christine. Hello, Asha. How are you? I'm doing just fine this morning. I've got a big cup of coffee. <laughs> It's spring. I'm I'm okay. I'm Good. okay. Good. And I, you know, it is spring. I mean, things are different outside my window. And I feel like, you know, the world outside is really changing fast. And I feel like there's a lot to wrap our heads around, like the, the social landscape. It's not just the actual landscape, but the social landscape is really, really shifting fast right now. Spring with the arrival of you know, real arrival of COVID vaccines, school changes, so much is happening. And I just feel like there, you know, my first feeling is that there is a lot to celebrate, but I am also really aware that it's also nerve wracking from a safety standpoint. You know, how do we sort of merge ourselves back into social traffic and this feeling of, you know, social awkwardness? I just feel like this is a socially complicated moment for friendships just for ourselves. And I thought it was a lot to navigate. And so we should talk about it. Yes, absolutely. And um, uh, speaking of awkwardness, before I respond to that, I'll just tell listeners that um, on the other side of my office, Asha already knows this, there's hammering and construction going on literally on the other side of this wall. So (laughs) if you hear some hammering, don't be alarmed. It's just, you know, my neighborhood. Anyway, yes, I I feel like a lot of conversations are happening. I think. it's also everything is so variable for people because of vaccines and whether they've been vaccinated. You know, you and I have to- texted and sort of um, about our vaccine situation. And personally, I'm I'm kind of like last in line as as a person who works on the internet doesn't have health con- you know pre existing conditions and can continue to harm it. But um, you know that changes my ability to be with other people, which is mm-hmm. interesting. You know. Um, and yeah, I guess I would say that I'm squarely in team. I love people and also people make me very nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's complicated. It's so complicated right now. It is. It is complicated. I think that there is this feeling like there's no normal to go back mm-hmm. to. And mm-hmm. that's also very strange. I mean, uh, this this whole notion of feelings of joy and excitement really sitting squarely next to feelings of loss and frustration and confusion and, and all that stuff. And, you know, so it's one thing for us to even process all these feelings, but then communicating them to our friends when our friends are also going through their experiences, you know, what have our friendships um, weathered during this Mm. pandemic period? I just feel like reconnecting to our friends and reviving our relationships and, and really, you know, like 
basically we've been through a transformative period and that's going to show itself in our friendships. And that is natural, but also really confusing. I just feel like, um, yeah, there's just a lot to process. Yeah, there is a lot. And I think, you know, I personally, like one thing I keep trying to remember as I think about other people in my life right now, um, is that all of us are dealing with so much that other people can't see or possibly know. So, you know, I think about the people who have just been there for me a hundred percent like you, Asha, my dear, dear Mm -hmm. friend. Um, I think about others who, you know, I consider good friends, but have been sort of just totally absent. And I, I hold no ill feelings about that because I feel like, gosh, there's so much I don't know. I'm sure there's so much in their experience that I don't know about. It's just, um, I'm finding it's it's been a really good time to exercise an awful lot of grace as I think about people and what they're experiencing, you know, and how we'll come on the other side of this, um, you know, as we start to move into like little threads of normalcy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. And I think, too, that, you know, this this sort of musing about friendships and relationships that you and I are doing right now, it's it's multiplied if you're a parent because mm-hmm. your kid, uh, depending on their school situation, depending on who they are socially, depending upon their relationships, they're also navigating how to um, how to be friends with their friends, you know? And so, you know, and you as a parent are also like absorbing all of those emotions. So I guess, you know, the purpose of this conversation in this episode, number one is to really just normalize the fact that there's a lot of stuff going out there in terms of relationships. And if you're feeling it, that's really okay to give you some thoughts about, you know, how you might step through this sort of delicate period of this in between time, you know, to give you some perspectives on how to think about your friendships and also just, you know, to remind us all that our relationships really are what bind us all together. And, and in, you know, this, this will not be our life forever. This, this is a period that we're going to get through to something better. And, uh, and we could just, you know, sort of help each other through that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, why don't we, why don't we dive in? And Mm -hmm. I know we're talking about rethinking and reviving relationships, but I felt I just needed to start um, with a recommendation to express gratitude to the friends who have really helped you weather this storm. <laughs> um, because, wow, I I am super grateful um, for a number of people, including you, as I mentioned, Asha. Um, just like the, even just as simple as like the text connections, you and I send a lot of emojis back and forth when literally <laughs> there are no words or we just don't have the time for words. And that has just meant so much. Um, and I was actually just thinking, uh, as you were talking, I was thinking, man, you know, if you think about things just to be grateful for as we've gone through this pandemic, I just feel so grateful right now that it's okay to bake things for people. I don't know if you remember, but like at the beginning, like, whoa, sharing food, not even a possibility, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I have just that is one thing I just realized just now that I'm really grateful for. I just gave some a neighbor some cookies yesterday, like they had a, a friend of Violet's had lent her a big stack of books. And I was kind of stressing because I was like, oh, no, I don't know if these books are still in the same condition that if they were in as pristine condition as when we received them. And, you know, I dropped a bag of cookies in there and was like, 
Wow. You know, just now I was thinking, I'm really glad we can do that now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was really mm-hmm. sad when we couldn't do that before. So, geez, it's so weird to think that we can like we now have like strange memories of, you know, different phases of this. Pandemic. Right. That's Isn't so that weird? weird. Yeah. Yeah. Totally yeah weird. It is weird. Well, yes. Um, expressing gratitude to the friends who've helped you. That is uh, that that's where we start. I mean, I think just sort of even in our own minds, you know, and I think another part of that, you know, maybe step two is to let go of any guilt you may be feeling. Mm. And that is, um, you know, some of us uh, for various reasons have probably been really quiet during this pandemic. So, you know, if that's you, if, you know, if you've been very quiet because you've been going through your own thing for whatever reason, or if you haven't reached out, or if, you know, for whatever reason in your mind, you know, your definition of holding up a friendship, you know, you feel like your behavior hasn't really sort of been at that standard. I really hope you will be kind to yourself and and let that go. I mean, if you feel you have apologies to make to people as you reconnect, then, you know, if that's warranted, then by all means. But mm. but I hope you'll be kind to yourself and I hope you will keep that in mind, you know, as you think about your friends too, because as Christine said, you know, there have been these internal processes that have been so personal to each of us for whatever reason. And, and there's no way to know how we could respond to something like this. So mm-hmm. I think we need to give ourselves a lot of space and um, give ourselves permission to reconnect to the people that we love without that guilt getting in the way. Mm, yes. Yes, indeed. I actually am already feeling like like I'm breathing a little steadier, just like mm-hmm. having this conversation. So I'm really grateful for mm. it. And uh, yeah, we will have a lot more to chat about after a quick break. Did you know that hyaluronic acid naturally occurs in our skin, but decreases gradually as we age, leading to thinner, drier skin? If you're looking for support hydrating your skin from the inside out, check out one of the tools in my hydration arsenal, Rituals Hyacera. Clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days, I take Hyacera every morning with my first glass of water, and like all of the Ritual products I have tried, the capsule actually smells good. Ritual's products are tested and validated by a third party for allergens, microbes, and heavy metals. They also engage in industry-leading sustainability standards and are a female-founded B Corp, which means they hold themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. Want to join me in hydrating from the inside out? Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash edit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash edit for 25% off. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Oftentimes, when asked to think about what one would do with a bonus hour, people reference things like exercise, play, and rest. These are all super important things, and I would recommend adding getting the support you need and deserve to your list. As a mom, independent business owner, and human blessed with many relationships, I spend a lot of time giving. So one of the greatest gifts of therapy for me has been the ability to know that someone is holding space for and listening to me. No filter required. I adjust my session frequency as needed, and it is a huge comfort knowing support is there for me. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. 
This online therapy platform was designed to remove the traditional barriers to therapy and make mental health care more accessible to everyone. Simply fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash edit today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash edit. Hello, friends. We're back and we are talking about rethinking and reviving friendships during this strange in between time. And I want to kick this section off by just sort of sharing the golden template of relationship communication. And that is to listen, reflect and validate when you're talking with a friend. I feel like, um, you know, one of the things about this pandemic, because we've been so isolated, um, you know, despite the texting, despite the Zoom, I feel like we just don't know what's been going on with the people in our lives. I mean, how can we when we've spent so much time alone? And so as, you know, the fuller picture of our lives, you know, sort of reveals itself as we come back together, we're going to really need to listen to each other. And um, this is like, what I learned in therapy, this is what I've learned as a human being, that that really the basis of good um, active listening is to, you know, listen, obviously, but then to reflect back to somebody what they're saying and then validate it. You don't have to agree, but you can say, you know, something like you, you listen to somebody, you sort of repeat back to them what you heard, and then you say, yeah, I can I can understand how it feels that way. I feel like this notion of witnessing um, is so important right now. Like we need our friends to really witness what has happened during this period of time in our lives. And they really need the same from us. And it doesn't have to take a lot of time, but it is the most direct way to just re-knit a friendship in my experience or mm. any relationship for that matter. Yeah, for sure. You know, those words like I see you or you're seen, like that's true. Mm-hmm. We all need to be seen. And I think um, especially We've talked about this on the show before, Asha, and I feel like there's even some like, I think it was in the parenting realm, but we shared a graphic of like Asha's validating language or something like that. But I think, (laughs) you know, we don't always have have to have the answers or the perfect thing to say. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just a matter of just showing up and Mm -hmm. and being there. Um, All right. Well, my next point is related to that as well as your point about letting uh, letting go of guilt. And I kind of touched on this in our intro, but I just want to encourage people to remember that everyone's baseline for communication has been like totally messed up, I think. <laughs> totally. And yeah, I, I just want to encourage people to have compassion both for, you know, whatever our our behavior, other people's, you know, I know that I personally am coming out of a couple of very intense emotional months. And so I'm sure I have not been my best self in my communication with different people. And I just, you know, I just got to continue to trust and be compassionate with myself and then, you know, think back and reflect and repair, you know, issue any repairing actions if necessary. But this has just been so extraordinarily difficult and I don't think we should minimize that. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, that's, that's it. But I just, Mm -hmm. um, I think people have a tendency to be really hard on themselves. So I want to encourage people to let go of that. Totally hard on themselves. And then when you talk to somebody who you haven't talked to in a long time, who you love or even like, or it's a new friendship and you get that weird feeling like they sound weird, you sound weird. Then it's like, oh no, is it me? I mean, it could kick off the whole 
So it's just this is so this is such a good point because it's like we we have to just remember to just step back and go, okay, you know, like we're all we're all weird right now. We're all going to be weird for a little bit. Let's just, you know, give ourselves, you know, a month or two of weird and then, you know, (laughs) we'll get together for coffee at some point and work it out. But I mean, just a lot of space for that. I'm thinking an embrace weird (laughs) shirt. Christine and her t-shirt. I know. I can't. I just can't help it. I can't. I think we should just not talk to each other and just wear t-shirts with various messages. Yeah, that might be. (laughs) My other one I thought of yesterday was (laughs) normal-ish. I I digress. Uh, Oh, boy. Okay. Well, actually, um, tone change, because (laughs) this next tip of mine is actually somewhat somewhat serious. And that is, you know, here we are, like we're talking about, you know, give lots of space and lots of, you know, and this is all good. And and I think this is really important. But I also want to encourage you to notice red flags, like notice them. You don't have to do anything about them, but notice, you know, that ugh feeling that you get when you're talking with somebody. Um, And I'm going to share sort of a hard truth. I think the reality of this is that some of our relationships may not be able to weather this period. I hope that is not true, but I think it's possible. And, you know, the just the fact is that difficult times have a way of exposing weak connections and sort of poking at places that are already um, a little compromised. And, you know, that's just that's just reality. And I think it's very, very hard to acknowledge that it's painful to acknowledge that at a time when we don't really need any more pain in our lives. But um, and so you don't have to do anything right now about that. If you notice that little twingy feeling, um, you know, that gut feeling. But I, at the very least, really encourage you to pay attention because, you know, everyone deserves grace given what we've all been through. And I, I personally think that we all need some time to just get back, you know, get our bearings back and all of that stuff. But that doesn't mean that we have to hold on indefinitely to friendships and relationships that have really run their course or that are, you know, that are damaging. And I just think you have to, you have to trust yourself on those things, even if it means um, that it takes some time. Mm -hmm. It's a tough one. That's a tough one to swallow, but it's, I think, important to hear. I appreciate the Asha Real Talk because, you know, your, your note there, difficult times have a way of exposing weak connections. Like, yes. I mean, this is, this is reality and Mm -hmm. relationships. They don't all last forever. I'll talk a little bit about that later, but um, yeah. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. grace, yes. And also I think, you know, these red, red flags, like look at that and noticing them and perhaps, you know, creating some boundaries if necessary, that's a protective act for yourself, you know, and right Mm -hmm. now we, we need to do the things that will help us get through this. So Mm -hmm. really, really important. I'm glad you brought that up, even though it's tough. Yeah, it is tough. And I guess one little thing I would add is that, you know, red flags, we I could call them yellow flags, sort of like the a yellow light, at yeah. you know, at a stoplight. It could just be sort of a caution signal that later on in a month you say, oh, no, actually, that was just a blip. OK, you know, I can work with that. But still, it's very important to notice what it is. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we have more to discuss and we'll do that after a quick break. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, 
Whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask-Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Hello, friends. We're back. And my next tip is to remind you to go at your own pace as you reenter normal society. Um, You know, everyone's going to have their own pace for reentry into social situations, into group situations. And I just wanted to remind you that you get to decide what works for you, obviously, within the boundaries of your own work situation or your school situation or whatever. And also, What's going on in your state, you know, and in your city, um, whatever local and federal safety guidelines are happening by the time this episode airs or by the time you listen to it. Uh, You know, I mean, obviously, a lot of things are out of our control. I mean, (laughs) we know that that has been one of the major lessons of this last year or so is that really we don't control a lot of the conditions of of, you know, what we're doing in life. But. Um, you know, so your workplace may require certain things or school may require certain things that you don't feel, you know, whatever. It's it's not where you would necessarily choose to go. But as much as possible, don't let other others pressure you into behavior you're not ready for. So, you know, maybe somebody wants to sort of sit and outdoor dine with you, but you're just not ready to do that yet or or whatever it is. Or somebody wants to go on a walk with you and they don't want to wear a mask and you do or, or whatever it is, um, you know. I think it's important to if if always default to the highest safety setting. You know, I think the person who wants to be safe, they should be able to sort of lead there. And if that's you, then I think, you you know, feel comfortable doing it. So um, just just a reminder that you get to you get to make those decisions for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. That is, you know. Yes. If it's a relationship that is solid, you should feel comfortable advocating for yourself. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that's like part of what what we've been talking about earlier, too. Mm -hmm. 
Um, well, my I want to close with a recommendation, which is to, you know, I know obviously so much has been different and people probably want to return to same and comfortable and all that. But I would like to invite people to consider this next phase as we're kind of transitioning our lives again um, as a time to maybe nurture a newer relationship. Um, you know, like, so think about other people in your life who are kind of newer friends, like maybe parents you've met through your kid's new class, you know, grade where everything was so weird this year. Um, just like consider, um, because maybe this is a time where you might have a developing relationship that could be really nurturing to you. I think the reality is, um, I recall reading or hearing this somewhere and I feel like maybe we talked about it on an earlier friendship episode, but I, I recall reading that like friendships run their course or the average friendship lasts like seven years. And I, I remember when I first read that feeling like, oh no, this is terrible. Only seven years. And then I was like, I thought back to some relationships that have drifted in and out and I'm like, you know, that's fine. That's normal. It's okay. Um, so I just, you know, think that maybe this is a good time to think about giving some love to a newer relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and also acknowledging that, you know, friendships and relationships are so connected to our day-to-day -day experiences. So I'm thinking about, for example, work friends. You know, there are probably work friends that many of you listening haven't seen in a, in a year, you know? And so, That's really you know, crazy, our, by the way. Thinking, that, thinking that Yeah, that's really crazy. Right. So, like, one's common experience goes away, but other common experiences begin, you know? And so... You know, again, it's not to say that your work relationships are now kaput or anything, but, you know, shared experiences are sort of the, you know, the the seeding ground for friendships. And our shared experiences in this last year have been this funny Zoom, you know, different thing. That doesn't mean that new relationships can't start. And that's really, really um, just a really sort of positive and hopeful thing to remember. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. It's sort of amazing how you can like. I don't know. Some friendships can just start quickly. You know yeah, I mean? absolutely. Yeah. Well, Asha, what is your next edit for this episode? I'd love to hear it. Uh, well, I just got to say, first of all, this has been really, really nice to talk about. Like, it's really nice to think about this stuff. I'm very excited about like friendships and Life. like this next phase, but <laughs> it really does feel good to think through this stuff. Okay. So my next edit for this episode, um, actually, it's a it's a very concrete one. Um, that's very unusual for me, Christine. And that's we to rub read. off on each other, Asha. What can I, I know. Say? <laughs> Here's what I think everyone should do, and that is to read the CDC guidelines um, for fully vaccinated people. And the reason why I'm going that direction is that um, getting your COVID vaccine is really the direct route to being with people again. And those guidelines are in the process of shifting and Shifting meaning they're learning more about what is safe. And so the possibilities are expanding and it's really exciting. So um, that is where they keep all the info about like the latest, you know, data and all of that kind of stuff. So as they learn more, that's where they put it. So we will share the link in the show notes. And I think it's worthwhile reading those guidelines, you know, from the source as opposed to just sort of getting the headlines from the newspaper so that you can really see what um, what full full vaccination affords you in terms of, you know, freedom in your life. Thank goodness for science. That's all oh, I will say. Oh, my goodness. It's just amazing. Oh, well, some maybe someday we'll talk about vaccines more because yeah. it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right. Well, my next edit is actually a little bit is, you know, somewhat related to yours. Um, And it is to consider leaning into stories and science. So um, in my recent interview with Julie Lithcutt-Hames, she's amazing. It was on how to be an adult. But she recommended um, a book called Friendship, The Evolution, Biology, and Extraordinary Power of Life's Fundamental Bond. The author is Lydia Denworth. And I was just like, wow, this sounds like fun and nerdy and interesting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, I was just going to recommend, you know, putting this on this title on, um, your list for your next book run or your next library run or whatever. Um, and we will link it in the show notes. Sounds good. Life's fundamental bond. I mean, dang. Isn't it though? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hey, that's, that's quite the subtitle. (laughs) I know. I know. Um, well, friend, you're my friend. I'm really glad we talked about this and I, um, we really hope that you found this helpful. Uh, You'll find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources we've mentioned, plus lots of great related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. And as ever, we love chatting with you online. This week, we'd like to know, what is one way a friend has made you feel seen? Hop over to facebook.com slash edityourlifeshow and look for the question of the week pinned to the top of the page or chat with us on Instagram at edityourlifeshow. We'd also be grateful if you would consider dropping us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff.